Welcome to the Ask Sophie podcast, where each week I answer your questions on all things mindset and manifestation. I'm obsessed with helping you create the life of your dreams. And in this podcast, I do my very best to guide you. Thanks so much for tuning in. I really hope you love today's episode. Hi, and a great big warm welcome to episode nine, season two of the Ask Zophie podcast. Can't actually believe that it's episode nine already of the second season, although I can't also remember how many episodes I got to in season one. Oh, I can see a cat coming. I think it's Susie. She's she's right on time. Okay, today, the title of the podcast episode is What to Do About That Voice in Your Head. The voice that we all have, no matter how beautiful someone is, or wealthy, or successful, or they seem to have it all together, everyone has that voice. And I'm going to speak to what the frick we can do about it. Now, before I get into my behind the scenes, I am going to share a quote from Love Notes. I am going to pick it now. I haven't chosen it in advance. I actually intend that it's something that's going to be for me and also for you. So let's see what comes up. And then I've got a funny behind the scenes to share with you. Okay. I want to read what's on page 81. And here you go. You might be able to, hopefully you can't. Susie's or Laffy, one of them. Here is it. it. Susie has just come in and is eating her food. So you might be able to hear background noise. Hopefully not. <laughs> as I'm reading out love notes, that's just my life. I'm trying to do something kind of like sincere and in air, in air, air quotations, serious. And then the cat's just crunching away in the background. Okay, so here you go. And when you know that your yearning for me is my yearning for you, that the tears you cry are mine too, you will know my love for you. Come home to me now. I'm going to read it again. And when you know that your yearning for me is my yearning for you, that the tears you cry are mine too, you will know my love for you. Come home to me now. And that quote speaks to something that came to me a little while ago. I was sitting on my sofa and sort of in a moment of not feeling quite my best and sort of saying to God, um, you know, I need you. And then I heard back the reply, not literally, but felt the reply, you know, sense the reply, I need you. And I can't remember what else I said, but it's like, where are you? And then it would sort of come back like an echo, where are you? And it was an incredibly humbling experience. And it really helped me to recognize, to feel, to experience viscerally that that the love that is God, source energy, the universe, your higher self has this deep desire to experience you, for you to come back to it. And we we have this kind of yearning, but that essence yearns for connection with you, for appreciation from you, for for, for love 
from you. And whenever I feel a bit out of sorts, I remind myself of this. And so instead of thinking, oh, why isn't life doing this, that or the other for me? I think, well, what about that loving essence that underpins all that asks for nothing but desires so deeply to be appreciated? And I just completely flip it. I don't know if that makes any sense. I hope it does. But it's a really beautiful, soothing, powerful truth. Okay, behind the scenes, <laughs> changing, uh, what's the word, like tack maybe for a moment. This, this is again, this is my life, right? Uh, if you've been watching me on Instagram, you'll know perhaps that uh, a week or two ago, I've been umming and ahhing about possibly moving. I'm just going to slightly move the screen because I feel like it was looking a bit weird. Um so excuse me as I do that. So I've been umming and ahhing about possibly moving for a while, but not really thinking about it too seriously. And I saw a flat that had already been sold on Right Move 10 days ago, something like that, maybe two weeks. And I was like, that would be the perfect kind of place if that was for sale. Anyway, a couple of days after that, I looked again and it, it was back for sale. So uh, long story short, I have been to see it. I really like it. And I'm going to see if I can buy it. And that's not what I'm going to talk about here, but I'm just setting you up for my behind the scenes so the guy that showed me around henry a really lovely guy um messaged me thursday morning apparently it says um, um what i'm reading on my phone hi sophie i hope all is well is it okay for the photographer to come at 2 p.m today best wishes henry so he sent me a very polite sorry susie's just joining um professional message i say to my son vincent my 10 year old son can you please reply because i'm driving and i want to get back to him um and he he did hey henry all set thanks for the smiley face except after the smiley face he added the cool emoji you know the one with the sunglasses okay that's not anything too terrible and then next he sent a crazy face as an emoji it's like okay i can deal with that so henry politely professionally replies thanks so much sophie to which vincent then replies no probs with a z hens and then a winking emoji <laughs> And he tells me, and I'm like, are you joking? No, mummy. And he shows it to me. So then I say, please, can you send another one explaining that that was you? <laughs> I think it hopefully made Henry's day. Um, but yeah, that's the kind of stuff. So I'm just double checking that I'm recording and I don't do what I did last week. That's the kind of stuff that happens in my life. Does this happen to you or is it just me? Please tell me that it's not just me. Right, moving on. We've done our love notes bit. I've shared something stupid from my life. I've actually, if you if you watch my Instagram, follow me on Instagram rather, I've just shared a story. I've been dancing around my kitchen like a crazy lady. I used to, oh, actually it's a long time ago because it was kind of before I moved into this house, which will be four years in January, do quite a lot on my stories, uh, videos of me doing my crazy kitchen dancing and I haven't done it for ages. And I, I still do it. I just haven't posted it. And this morning I was like, I'm just going to post it. And I'm going to post it on my grid as well because zero. Oh, by the way, that's reminded me. I am going to swear in this episode. It's just advance warning if there's kids around or whatever, or um, you don't like swearing, then just switch off. <laughs> I go elsewhere. I don't normally, but I am. But anyway, I was zero fucks given. 
and thought, I'm going to post it on my grid because that's the nature of our soul. It is zero fucks given. And I try and live in this space as, as much and as often as I can. Okay. Anyway, moving on. So what to do about that voice in your head? As I said earlier, everyone has that voice, no matter how together they seem or appear to have it or, or together they are, everyone has that voice. That voice will tell you when you get to X, Y, or Z place that the voice won't be there, but it's BS because wherever you go, you take yourself with you. Wherever you go, that voice will follow you. So just know this. And we've got to make peace with this. It's not a bad thing. We just got to know what to do about it. So I really wanted to share something actually from one of my journaling exercises, which I sometimes do on Instagram. I do this exercise that I, it's kind of amended from something I learned from Elizabeth Gilbert, who I'm going to talk about also in a little bit. But it's, I do it when I feel like the way that I describe it is the wolves are at the door when I really feel fear kind of wants to get me and I write out everything that fear wants me to know and then once all that's out I then write out everything that my divinity wants me to know and I love this exercise but I wanted to share some some of that writing with you and like I say I have done I've shared this on Instagram before in my stories because it's I think it's helpful for you to see that everyone has this this crap in their heads and this voice but I couldn't find uh, any of my journals with those old notes in so I can't but the kind of thing and the reason I wanted to share is that the stuff that comes out when I write what my fear wants me to know if, if you probably just think I was crazy, you know, if there wasn't any context to this. But the key is that I'm not taking it seriously, which is what I'm going to talk about in this episode. But the kind of things that I would have written down are, um, I remember that one of the things that my mind tried to haunt me with for a while was that I'm not a good mum. And I actually got a really cool story about that that I won't tell today. Actually, maybe I will. Um, it was before I went and I, I went back to Amsterdam. I, I went on two ayahuasca journeys and was invited back by the lady who hosted those uh, ceremonies to be a guide. And pre going back, one of the things that my mind was haunting me with was you're not a good enough mum, Sophie, you're not a good mum. And this isn't truth with a capital T, but it's something that my mind was using and the mind will use whatever it can to try and bring me down. And I had the most beautiful experience because I was I was being a guide on the on in these ayahuasca ceremonies, and there was a young girl who was really uh, struggling on her ayahuasca journey. Anyone who's done it will know that it's not for the faint-hearted, and it can be a really challenging time. And she was really in this kind of pit of self-loathing and despair and she's in her 20s I think but she was definitely quite a bit younger than than me and I just for a great deal of that time just held her and was really reassuring and soothing and loving and nurturing and kind of shone all of my unconditional love upon this other person and just said to her you know you're safe everything's okay words to that effect again and again and at the end of the ceremony, people share their experience. And she and I think some others just said, Zophie, I felt this really nurturing, pure maternal energy from you. And it was so beautiful for me and so healing because it was me manifesting that experience to show me 
what my mind was telling me was absolute opposite of the truth, which is, by the way, so very often the case. And it was like, no, that this just came in and blew all of that BS out of the water, which actually is exactly what happens if you do this writing exercise. You write everything fear wants you to know. And then divinity comes in and it's like really pulls apart polar opposite uh, what comes out when you write from fear versus what when you when you channel from your divinity I was I will find actually um and maybe share in a future episode maybe I'll do a follow-up to this some of that writing so that you can see because it really illustrates but the kind of things that that I've written from memory are like you might as well just give up you know you're fake you're a fraud you're you're a laughing stock you're a failure I was saying to someone the other day I remember it must be about five years ago I was particularly fit and healthy at this point. I wasn't drinking any alcohol, not that I drink much anyway. I was working out heaps, eating really healthily, just really looking after myself and really in alignment. And um, probably, you know, looking looking in, in good shape for me. And the voice in my head said, well, why are you bothering? Like you're in your 40s now, Sophie. It's all going to be downhill from here anyway. And it's like, just what I want to say to that voice sometimes and sometimes what we need to say to that voice is just fuck off are you serious like are you having an actual laugh here I'm doing all these amazing things and you just want to come in and do a giant shit on everything it's like no fuck you and fuck off and we need that strength with that voice which I'm going to speak to but anyway, we've all got that voice. This is what I want you to know. It's one of those great levelers. You know, everyone goes to the loo. Everyone's, well, not, well, everyone should pay their taxes. Not everyone does. We're all born in the physical body. We all die. And everyone has the voice in their head that tries to stop them from doing cool stuff, that brings them down a peg or two that really craps on the, on, the, on the good stuff. Everyone's got it. I would say probably that some of us have it more powerfully than others, and some of them are, are meaner than others. Everyone has it. And actually something I've not got written down to share, but I've just thought that I do want to share, is that you can name that voice. It's a really powerful thing to do. Name your inner critic and give it a persona. I've done this with myself. I've done it with loads of clients over the years. And kids are great. They come up with some amazing stuff. They'll be like, yeah, he's called Dave and he's unemployed and he's fat. And all he does is sit on the sofa and complain. And they come up with this great stuff. This is a really powerful, useful technique to help you to begin to separate yourself from that voice and understand that you are not that voice and you don't need to take instruction from it. Okay, so the second thing I want to say is, yeah, I couldn't read my writing then, but there are different there are different ways, different tactics uh, to deal with this voice. Okay, some people when they're speaking about like inner critic or ego or the mind, they're like, you know, it's part of me. I really want to like integrate it with myself and love it. And look, if that works for you, if it's a vibe for you, if it's effective, take it, run with it. I'm so happy for you. It's not my vibe. It's not what I prefer to do. What I prefer to do is just, I ultimately, for me, the hand of God is in everything you know, it's, it's all on his watch and it all makes sense on the deepest of levels. And this includes what's going on with the inner critic, with that voice in our heads, 100%. So there is that kind of 
caveat, I suppose, or that basis. But at the same time, kind of reminded me of the, of the technique that I, that I teach, which is when someone is not treating you right, you deal with it on two levels. On a human level, you can be like, fuck you, get out of my life. These are my boundaries. I'm not standing for this. But on a spiritual level, you're like, thank you, because you're highlighting where I've got weak boundaries, I've still got work to do, and so on and so forth. For me, it's probably a little bit like that with, with this, with the mind. On some level, some way, somehow, it's serving us and it will make sense. I don't quite know how, and it doesn't matter. But my preferred way of dealing with it is to be, be terse and be firm and not take any BS. Like I say this all the time, if you give the mind an inch, it will take a mile. There really is a thin end of the wedge with this and you don't want to end up stuck with the wedge of the inner critic of the mind. So the, <laughs> the reason why I said at the start that this episode was going to be uh, explicit was because I wanted to say what I'm going to say and I can't really say it without being explicit. And right, this is me being wholly authentic and probably one of those things that I shouldn't say, but I'm going to say anyway, this is what I sometimes say to my inner critic. So that voice that said to me, oh, what's the point in you working out? So for you in your 40s now, it's all it's all downhill and so on and so forth. Sometimes I say to that voice, suck my fat one. <laughs> Look, I'm not saying you say the same thing. I'm not saying it's cool. But this is what I say. This is what works for me. Or... Things like, I'm just getting all my expletives out because this is this is the one episode that's rare where I'm swearing. Just like, fuck off. Like, go fuck yourself. Like, fuck no. And it's like when I say to, to I say this all the time, you, you need to treat yourself in a no BS manner, but also deeply, deeply loving. But with, with the inner critic, it's just like, you want to be firm. And you're not, you're not, it's just like, if you think about some of the crap that it comes up with, it's just fucking crazy. And it's like, you don't want that insanity ruling you and running your experience. Because like I said earlier, it will just come in and do a great big giant crap on all the cool stuff that you're, that you're, that you're working to achieve. Okay, hope that's clear. So the other thing that I that I took from uh, the Liz Gilbert workshop that I went to oh, many years ago now in, in London, was she said, think about your inner critical, that voice in your head, as like being analogous to a passenger. You're in the driver's seat and it's the passenger. You're going on a journey and you say to it, you can come along for the journey, but you are not directing me. You are, you're not like in charge of the sat nav you're not deciding what music we listen to and what's going on with the aircon and so on and so forth i am in the driving seat so you can think of this i as being like your divinity your higher self your wisdom and that's just something that comes along for the ride because here's the key thing here's the clincher this is the thing to really get and understand it doesn't matter that you've got that voice because everyone has it what makes the difference between you flying and being bogged down by it is whether or not you listen to it, whether or not you take instruction from it. This is key. Can you see the difference? And this is the main thing I want you to take from today's episode, apart from the fact that I really fucking love swearing. <laughs> but 
is you don't need to listen to that voice. Actually, I haven't written this down, but something that's come to me is that one of my favorite questions to teach that helps you discern whether what you're hearing is coming from fear or love, from that voice of your higher self is, does this thought feel good to me? If I think about me being in my ensuite bathroom five years ago in, in my old house and in really good shape and that voice saying to me, well, there's no point Sophie because you're in your forties now. Did that feel good? Hell no, it did not feel good. So I know that's not my divinity. That's quite easy to discern. But sometimes it'll be a little sneakier than that. Does this thought feel good to me? If not, you want to think again. You want to pick again. Okay. One of the most popular emails that I've ever sent in the probably about four years since I've had my membership was an email in which I talked about sometimes using these two words with that voice. And the two words are, so what? Okay. And again, this is really powerful. I just realized I said, okay, which is, you might have heard me say before, it's one of my filler words that I'm wanting to avoid saying, but I don't think I've said it so much, although I might just not be aware. Anyway, so what? So let me think of an example for this. It could be that you're single and you really want to meet someone and that voice in your head says, but you're, you're seven pounds overweight. It's like, so what? Or you want to post something on Instagram, you do a job a bit like mine and you're like, oh no, people might think it's ridiculous. So what could be that you tell a friend that you don't want to go do something and you're worried that voice is telling you that they're not going to like you so what it's really again it's really powerful and this is what we need with that with that voice the other two things i want to say that are kind of helpful really i speak to using these questions with worry but they're sort of a little bit aligned with what i'm talking about today the first is what might happen instead. So that voice will tell you, you know, you, you're never going to meet someone. You're going to end up on your own forever. What might happen instead? I'll meet someone tomorrow. I meet someone and we have to spend the most happy years, the rest of our years together. And what do I need to hear? What do I need to hear? All these questions or these statements take you away from the inner critic and tap you back into your divinity, which is, trust me, what you want to be led by. And so really it's being firm with that voice, not taking guidance, not taking it from it, not taking it seriously, not taking instruction from it. This is the key difference to make. Okay, hopefully that makes sense. I didn't mention at the start, but tomorrow, so today is the 14th, must be of November, Monday, tomorrow the 15th, I am running part two of the masterclass I did about six weeks ago, how to not, I can say the proper word actually, how to not fuck it up. I'm going to do part two of that tomorrow. If you're one of my members and you want to sign up, message me, get the link because it's free. If you're not a member, the link, I'll put it in the show notes, is £25 to join the masterclass and get the replay. I'm going to be covering some of the ways that we get in our own way, basically when we listen to this voice that I'm talking about. And I'm going to go through the most recent meditation, which is freaking awesome. I've made for members. I hope you can make it. Hope to see you there. There will be a replay that I'll send out to anyone in my membership. But if you can join live, obviously that's optimum. And I would love to see you there. Okay, that's it from me. If you come up for an come up with a name and a persona for your inner critic I would love you to share it with me or share it on social media and tag me if this has been helpful I would also really appreciate you sharing on social media and again tag me this helps me so much and I really appreciate it and I'm really thankful for any time that you do this any those of you that refer me that send me nice messages honestly I say this all the time but it means so much and I really really appreciate it that's it from me for now 
I'll be back next week. Thanks for watching or listening. Have an awesome rest of your day. And I'm going to see if I can not say okay. Wish me luck. Bye, guys. <laughs>